Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. I love it. I love warm weather. We got a zoo pass a few weeks ago, and uh, we went when it was a little chilly. It was still fun. You know, we were just eager to go, and uh, we're like, you know, Rosie wants to see all the animals. It was really just two adults gushing over a child, really, in the zoo. It's really what was happening, all right? But, uh, but she does like penguins, so that's cool. But anyway, uh, it's exciting to have warm weather, right? Um, If you're in Omaha, you know what I'm talking about. Um, So I have a question today as we start today's message, all right? What's your catch? Anybody ever been fishing before? Catch a fish before? God has put this question, and I just couldn't shake the question, all right? What's your catch? What is your catch? Why don't you turn to and say, what's your catch? I remember uh, I was canoeing once with my father and my brother um, on the Niobrara River, all right? Anybody ever canoed the Niobrara River, all right? Yeah. Awesome, all right? Really, it was my dad canoeing and then two young boys just hanging out, all right? But, you know, I tried. You know, I was just like putting the paddle in there. I was like seven or eight. And uh, we canoed, and, and we were canoeing down the river, all right? And all of a sudden, we look over to the side, and there's these ripples in the river. And I didn't know what it was. And my dad's like, look, it's a bunch of fish over there. It was a bunch of carp. They were, they were surfacing, and they were over there. And uh, my dad's a big fisherman. And he said, let's go over there. Let's get one, all right? We did not have fishing poles. We did not have nets. But what we did have, paddles. All right. I mean, this was a boy's day, if there was ever a boy's day, right? So we, we canoe over to all of these carp that are surfing, and we just start trying to hand. It was like, if you ever been to like a carnival or arcade, and they have the little gophers, and that's exactly what was happening. We're trying to smack them, try to get them. We didn't get any, but it was fun, all right? In fact, it was so fun that we ended up in the water because we tipped over the canoe. I mean, who thought this was going to work, right? We're just smacking these carp. We fall into the water. It was great. It was a great memory. But fishing is one of those things that I've done with my dad for years. I love doing it. And, and I, I'm not a huge fisherman, but I love hanging out with my dad to see his face light up when we go fishing. I mean, it is so fun. Like, it is a blast. And if he ever gets a line, and actually, if I catch a fish, he gets even more excited, right? He likes catching fish, but he loves watching his kids and his grandkids now catch fish. I mean, I'm sure he'll take Rosabella out uh, on the boat as soon as we say go for it, all right? He would have already if he could have, all right? (laughs) Fishing is awesome, all right? And I love that God has called us to be fishermen, right? Fishermen, fisherwoman, all right? And today, I want to pose the question, what's your catch, all right? What is your catch? Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. I'm going to look at this passage. Uh, We're going to look at verse 1 through 11. We're going to read the whole thing, and then we're going to break it down today. One of these awesome moments in the Bible, Luke chapter 5, verse 1. It starts off to say, on one occasion... 
While the crowd was pressing in on him, him is Jesus, to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Verse 4, and when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. I love this. But at your word, I will let down the nets. Verse 6. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. How many know that's a good catch? They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both, both the boats so that they began to sink. I mean, you know, that's a super good catch. Verse 8, but when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. What a miracle. What a miracle. Amen? This is not perchance, okay? This is a miracle, all right? What is your catch today? Where is your expectation today? In your life? How about this? Where's the expectation of the person sitting next to you for their life? Can God do something in their life? Can God do something in your life? Can he do a miracle like this? Something that's abounding, that's exceeding, something that's, oh man, that was way bigger than I expected. Well, that was way bigger than I expected. Can God do that in your life today? Amen. Let's pray today. Would you join with me in prayer? Let's just take a moment to set our hearts on him today. I love God because he is always, always willing to give. He is always willing to give and bring revelation. All we got to do is open up our hearts, open up our minds. So, Lord, today we do that. We open up our hearts. We open up our minds today. We pray that you would minister to us, bring revelation, Lord, to us. Lord, we pray that you would light some things on fire today in our hearts and in our minds today. Things that maybe have gone dormant, Lord, we thank you that they are awoken in the name of Jesus. We thank you that your anointing in every single person in this place is individualistic, that it is perfect and created by you. We believe it today, and we ask for an empowerment. If you agree with that, say amen today. Amen, amen. amen. So let's look at this first part. Luke chapter 5 is where we're at. Verse 4, it says, And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, all right, this is Jesus speaking, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And verse 5, And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But I love this. It says, but at your word, I will let down the nets. At your word. So I think it's important to understand that your catch will be determined by whose word you believe. Whose word you believe. I love this about Peter, all right? Because Peter kind of has, I don't know about you, I, I've talked about this before, but we, have, we all kind of have this default that we go back to, right? And when I say that, we all have a default in the fact that, like, 
We all have something in our past, our flesh, that wants to answer out in the flesh. But I love this because Peter gets a hold of something in this moment. And he says, but at your word, I'll do it. Whose word are you listening to today? Whose word are you relying on? Who are you going to believe? See, Peter, like, he was an expert fisherman. More than likely, he grew up in the family business fishing, okay? His whole life, he has known fishing. He is an expert at fishing. Jesus, all right, is a carpenter. Peter has more experience, right? To the world standpoint, Peter knows more. I love Peter, though. He decides not to listen to his experience. He decides to listen to the source, all right? He decides to believe in the word of Jesus Christ from Nazareth, understanding that he's the Messiah. I love that about this moment. Hebrews 11.1, a lot of us know the scripture. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. See, Peter had a conviction in his heart in this moment that what Jesus said was going to happen. And you might say, well, Brandon, how do you know that? Well, we know that because Peter did it, right? He went out and did it. He took an action step, right? He actually did what Jesus said. So we know that he was doing this scripture in real time. Just because he was the experienced fisherman. But I love Peter, he made a choice, right? Just catch that, he made a choice, all right? He chose to believe Jesus' word over his pride, over his knowledge, Maybe over, do, do you think there were some other people on the, on the beach or in a boat next to him, and they, they hear this conversation, all right? And they're like, seriously? Who does this guy think he is? Like, what? Who does that, I, I've been around enough fishermen to know in a lake, all right? You can hear people talk, you can hear conversations, right? Jesus sounds like a crazy person. But Peter chose to listen and take him at his word. How often have you been in a situation that Jesus, what he's saying, it sounds a little crazy? Yeah. A lot of crazy sometimes. Are we going to take him at his word? Hebrews 11 goes on to say in verse 3, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. I mean, we could just pack up and go home. Right there. What an incredible scripture. So what created the universe? The word of God. Right? It was spoken by the word of God. Spoken into existence. The word of God. What has the power to create? The word of God. Can the Word of God still create today? Can the Word of God still create today? Can it still create in your life today? Can it create right now? Can Jesus' Word create? See, Peter got this. 
He got it. How did he get it? I don't know, but he got it. He relied on it in this moment. Because think about it. If he's he's a fisherman, he's been doing it his whole life. He's been fishing this lake his whole life. He's around all of his friends, all right, all right, other people that are fishermen. If he goes out and does this, he's going to look like, and it doesn't work, he's going to look like an idiot. Do you like looking like an idiot around your friends? No, all right. How about your competitors? Like looking like an idiot around your competitors? No. I just want to set the tone of what Peter's actually risking, right? and what he's actually doing in the power of this moment. Let me just throw it out there for a minute. Jesus, by his word, right, what was his word? Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. He didn't say put it out there and maybe something will happen. Did you catch that? Go out there, put your nets out for a catch. Okay? See, Jesus was creating a catch for Peter right in that moment. Right when he spoke it, that word was creating something. Jesus was procuring an exceedingly abounding catch for Peter the very moment he opened his mouth and spoke it to Peter. Why is that important? Because when Jesus speaks, we don't have to worry about where the miracle comes from. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about Why? Because the word of God creates. All right? So you might be looking at the visible, right? We just learned that in Hebrews 11.3. But it doesn't come from the visible. All right? It doesn't come from the visible. It is created by the word of God. Can I just throw something out there for a minute? Just think about this. Could Jesus have just spoken the word and just all of a sudden in this one clump of water, boom, fish, adult fish just be created in that moment? Absolutely. And their one purpose in life, to swim into this net. Go get in that net, all right? They're like, why am I doing this? All right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I can't stop. It's like, have you ever seen Star Wars and there's that tracking beacon and it like sucks in the ship? That's what's happening right now, all right? But if Peter, all right, I believe that the word, bam, it was created right then and there. But then Peter had to make a choice to put his net down, to receive the catch. See, what's your catch? What's God calling in your life? Sounds a little crazy sometimes. Well, I mean, think about that. If, if Jesus spoke, uh, maybe, maybe this, let's just like a, give a modern day example, right? Let's say Jesus today, some of you are going to love what I'm about to say. Some of you are like, amen, that was for me, all right? I wonder if Jesus told you today, hey, I want you to go tomorrow, Monday morning, to the bank that you have your home mortgage at, and I want you to go up to the teller and say, hey, I'd like to submit my address where I'd like my deed, the deed of my house to be sent, because it's paid off, all right? Somebody's like, I want that. Give it, all right? But you say, well, God, I get that, but there's $80,000 left on that mortgage, all right? So you know what? I'm not going to go do it. Do you believe that God could create, by his word, a miracle? Absolutely he could, okay? Absolutely he could, but you're going to have to go into that bank and risk, right? Now, don't do that if God's not telling you, okay? But you, 
What's my point? My point is it sounds ridiculous. But if God's in it, is it ridiculous? No. It's not. It's just crazy faith. It's just crazy faith. It's believing that God, by his word, can create anything, can do anything, even if by the visible it's not there. Even if, like, you go on your app right now, let's say God told you to do that, and you go on your app and you look at the balance of your house and it says this amount of money still owed, can God change that in an instant? Absolutely he can. He can do anything. He can do anything. He can do anything. So what are you relying on? When you look at a situation like that, your ability to create or God's ability to create? I don't know about you, but sometimes that's what kind of, you ever get like faith vertigo? You know what I'm talking about? God calls you to do something, and you kind of like take a step, and you're like, whoa. Right? Ah! Right, because, why? Because in those moments, we are trying to create something by our own ability. What's the best way to, do, to extinguish that feeling? Remind yourself that his word created the universe. All right? There was not such a thing as grass. There was not such a thing as dirt. There was not such a thing as a tree. There was not such thing as a cheetah, all right? There was not such things as a shark. That did not exist. There was no template for God. There was no template of how you make this, all right? God just spoke it, and it was done. Divine inspiration, divine creation. That'll fire you up. If God can do that, can he do it again? Well, yeah. Absolutely he can. Are you getting that? See, faith is dwelling on the word of God, right? Knowing that God is going to create a catch that exceeds your expectation, right? Dwelling. Think about that. Dwelling on the word of God, all right? How many times have we dwelled on the negativity, right? That's the opposite of faith, okay? See, we dwell on the word of God. How many times have you, have, you, have you said to somebody, man, you're just dwelling on something? Have you ever dwelled on something before? What, what happens? It becomes the focal point of your day, the focal point of your week, the focal point of your month, the focal point of your year, sometimes the focal point of your entire existence, if you're not careful. See, some people look at, you know, everything that happened with COVID and the focal point is all the pain, right? But I choose to look at the focal point, the focal point of all that God did in my life. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've got a long list of stuff, y'all, that God did and is still doing. Yeah. All right? God didn't stop. He didn't pause. Okay? He continued going. But I choose to dwell on this amazing list of what he's done. And I choose to dwell on what he's going to continue to do. I choose to dwell on his promises. What's your catch? What's your catch? See, Jesus, he created the fish, right? He could have just bam, poof, bam, adult fish. Big clump of them. Swim to those nets. Let's move on. Luke chapter 5, verse 6 through 7, it says this. It says, and when they had done this, 
All right, they cast out the nets. They enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their parents, or to their parents, to their partners, maybe their parents, I don't know, uh, partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. I have a message for you today. Are you ready? You're going to need a bigger net. Come on, somebody. You're going to need a bigger net. Somebody, maybe you can get excited about that if you want. Who needs, a, who needs a bigger net in here? I need a bigger net. I need a bigger net. Because when you put your faith in God's word, you can never have a big enough net. All right? You can't for the catch that he's going to bring. But I'm going to go get a bigger net. All right? You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to get a bigger net. Let's expand our thinking today. Let's expand our dreaming today. Let's expand our faith today. Let's get some crazy faith this morning. Some crazy kind of faith. Some crazy kind of faith. Pastor Jim was talking up here about Miss Evelyn last week. That's some crazy faith, all right? Can that happen in you? Absolutely, right now. It could happen right now. We don't even have to, like, it could happen right now. Just be like, in the name of Jesus, I am healed. In fact, right now, why don't you just do that? All over the room right now. If you need healing in your body right now, just put it right there. Just believe right now. God's doing it right now. That's who God is. He is ever-present help, all right? He is all, always available. I love our God. He is an all-inclusive God, not an exclusive God. He is an all-inclusive God. I don't care what you did last night. I know that he's here right now. His redemptive power is here right now, and his healing power is moving through this room right now. And we thank you for that. We have faith that you are moving in this place right now, healing miracles right now in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that today? Yes. See, maybe you're here today and, and you feel like you just can't see it, right? You ever feel like that before? God has called you out, spoken a promise, and you just can't, I just don't know how that's going to, I just don't know, the details just don't, you know, I mean, God, maybe you didn't know, but like there's this thing over here going on too. All right, I know you said this. You just can't see it. Maybe you feel a little lost. Like God said something and you just don't know how you're going to get there. All right, I've got a video clip I'm going to show you. All right, so maybe you feel like this guy. Could we run that video clip? Why don't you watch this? Get yourself a new map. 
I feel like this is a conversation that we've had with God before, all right? You ever had that conversation with God? He's like, go here. I'm like, where? Right? You ever felt like that before? Visible? Maybe you just need to get a new map. Maybe you just need to get a new vision. Maybe you just ask God, give me vision for what you're going to do. All right? Amen? Maybe you need to get some vision today for what God's going to do. I don't know about you. I want to give God so much room to move in my life, he can just bring it all. How about you? I want to give just so much room for God to move. So much room. I just want to clear a path, clear a way. We were talking to, I was talking to Howard this morning. He was talking about, um, was it Kenneth Hagin talking about it? Cast your cares. Yes. He's talking about you got to cast all your cares, right? Not just some of them. Man, I want to make, you got to cast your cares, right, away. What are, you, what are you doing? You're making room. Making room for God to move. We have to always allow the Holy Spirit, I believe, to refresh us as well. I love the scripture in Mark 2, A lot of us knows that no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. I love that scripture. All right, because it reminds me personally of a daily refreshing that needs to happen through the Holy Spirit in my life. Okay? If I allow the Holy Spirit to daily refresh me, all right, then I can always get some new wine. That sounds pretty great. Some new revelation. How many of you want that in your life? Well, the Holy Spirit can be refreshing right like that, all right? Right like that. Let's move on again in our passage, Luke chapter 5, verse 8. It says, but when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. Verse 10. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. I love this. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt unqualified for something? I think we've all probably had those moments, right? It can be a very overwhelming feeling. Am I agreed? Do you know with God that you never have to feel unqualified again? Isn't that good news? To the world standpoint, you might actually still be unqualified, all right? But thankfully, with God, when he has called you to do something, you are never unqualified to do it. In fact, you don't even have to have the feeling of being unqualified when you walk into those situations. Do you hear me today? You don't have to have the feeling. You don't have to deal with that feeling, all right? Amen? You don't have to be worried about that. 2 Corinthians 3.5 says this, By ourselves, we are not qualified in any way to claim that we can do anything. Rather, God makes us qualified. I love that version right there. That says it very plainly. By ourselves, we aren't qualified to do anything. <laughs> Woo. Peter, an expert fisherman, all right? Is Jesus more qualified to perform a miracle? Yes. 100%. All right? 
See, when God, when God qualifies you for a catch, you know it's already a done deal. It's already a done deal. I love, you know, John 3.16, a lot of us know that scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes, not specific people, whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It goes on in verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. See, if God said it to you today about giving you a promotion, but you feel underqualified for that promotion, don't worry about it. It's already a done deal. It's already a done deal. If all you've known in your life is poverty, you just feel like that's your stake in life, can I just remind you today that God has already qualified you for an abundant life? Amen? You're already qualified for that. If the doctors have already given you a diagnosis today, can I just remind you that what God says, it trumps that. Because he has already qualified you for a healing. He has already qualified you for a whole body, healthy body. He's the one that created it. He knows exactly how it works from start to finish. A doctor doesn't know that. God knows that. All right? Let's listen to God. I'm not against doctors, all right? I'm just all for God. And I'm all for taking God's word no matter what. Amen? Amen. Romans 8, 37. In all these things we are, what? More than conquerors. More than conquerors. Through him who loved us. What a powerful scripture. What does more than a conqueror look like? There's something fun to think about. What's that look like? I think it looks like nets breaking and boats sinking from the catch that God has brought. That's what I think it looks like. I think that's exactly what it looks like. What's your catch today? Maybe you're saying, but Brandon, you don't know me. I doubt God all the time. I mess up all the time. I can't get a catch like that. You know, this passage in the Bible is about Peter, right? And in just a moment, we're going to look at another passage in the Bible about Peter. It's going to feel very similar, actually. You can turn there. It's John chapter 21. But I, I want to paint a picture, because if you're feeling that way, if you feel like you're not qualified, if you feel like, you know, I've just messed up too much, or I'm just not the right person, or I doubt God all the time, or I have this long list that, like, you don't know what I was doing last night. You don't know what I was doing last week. You know what? I love this message that we read, but I, I think even more so this next part that we're going to read in John chapter 21. To paint a picture, Peter, through Jesus' ministry, has been, he's been with Jesus, and right up to the point now where Jesus is being brutally beaten and about to be hung on a cross, and Peter is in the courtyard outside, and he denies Jesus three times and walks away. And now we find ourselves in John chapter 21. And in just a moment, Peter and Jesus' eyes are going to meet for the first time since that moment. 
The last time that Jesus and Peter's eyes met, he had just denied him for the third time. That's where we find ourselves in this moment. I want that to just like set in for just a moment. And it says in John 21, verse 3, 3 through 11, it's going to sound very familiar. Simon Peter said to them, to the disciples, I'm going to go fishing. They said to him, we'll go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as the, sound familiar? Okay. Just as the day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, no. He said to them, Jesus, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work and he threw himself into the sea and he swims to the beach to meet Jesus. Oh man, what a beautiful picture. I mean, what a beautiful picture. I mean, just think about this. Think about where Peter's at. See, we know the story from the start to finish, right? We know how it works, right? We've read it in the Bible. We know what, what happened. Jesus died, and, and then what? He rose again. Peter is in this moment where he's beginning to question things. Think of how much doubt is going on in Peter. In himself. I denied that man. I denied that Jesus. What do I have left if I denied the man that I followed? I guess I'll just go fishing. That's all I know. That's all I've got. What else am I going to You ever been there before? Disparity? Feeling like you got nothing left? You got no hope left? That the last memory you have of your interaction with Jesus is not a memory that you ever want to think about? I love this. Because <laughs> Jesus performs the same miracle that he caught, that he produced when he calls Peter to him the first time. And what does Peter do? He leaves everything to follow. And he jumps in the sea and he swims, I mean like a crazy person, jumps into the ocean, leaves the boat behind, leaves that life behind to the one that he knows who called him to do what? To be a fisherman of men. I am no longer, there is like so much, oh man, packed into this. I get excited about it. But he leaves everything that he knows for the one that knows everything. Jesus. I love that. And I tell you that today because we all deal with that. We all deal with the guilt, the feelings of doubt, the feelings that we can't do it, that we're not good enough. 
Brandon, this is a great message. This is super cool. What's my catch? I don't have a catch, all right? I'm not a part of that, all right? You don't get it. You don't know what I've done, all right? Jesus didn't look at Peter and say, hey, Peter, come over here, all right? Let's get right, all right? I'm going to make you feel bad for what you've done. I'm going to tell you how bad you've done. I'm going to make you jump through a few hoops. Maybe if you go to church for seven years, all right? Read your Bible every day for like seven days, all right? Maybe we'll talk then. No. He says, hey, you, why don't you put your nets out? Something's going on there. See, Jesus qualified them. Jesus has qualified you today. So what is your catch today? What is your catch? It's an exceeding catch. It's a bounding catch. What is your catch today? What is your catch? See, I wanted to just set us up today for a crazy, crazy catch. All right? I want you set up when you leave this place. You're going to get a crazy catch this week. All right? Like a crazy one. Like a what, what, what kind of crazy catch. Okay? Something that exceeds your expectation. I, w- I want you to have that. Do you want that? How many of you want that today? How many of you want this this week? How many of you want it for the person next to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, all we've got to do is something simple. We just got to throw out our nets. We just got to throw out our nets. It's not a bigger secret than that. Just throw out our nets. The only way we won't see a miracle is if we decide to keep our nets, our boats docked, and deny the power of the word of God to create a miraculous miracle in our life today. And a lot of us, our nets look differently, right? For some of us, you know, maybe that's God leading us to apply for a new job. For some of us, maybe it's, you know, going to that friend or family that we know is dealing with that sickness, laying hands on them, praying for them, and knowing that a miracle is going to take place. For some of us, maybe it's inviting somebody to church. Maybe it's witnessing to somebody. Maybe it's that person that you see every week at the convenience store, and and this time you're going to say more than hi and more than small talk, and you're going to build a relationship with them, and you're going to help give them hope. For some of us, maybe it's starting a new business. What's your net? Has God already called it out? Has God already promised it? Has God already said do it? Oh, man. Did I just step on some toes? I think I just stepped on my toes. How can you do that? We're going to keep waiting? How long can we keep our, our boat docked? How long are we going to keep our nets in the cellophane package Let's break them open. Let's cast out. Let's throw out our nets. Let's get an exceeding, abundant catch this week. Amen? Amen. Amen. I got so excited and I got lost tracks of my notes. You going to throw it out? You going to do it? So I ask you again, what's your catch? Eric, you can come up. What's your catch?
See, I believe that the Holy Spirit has already put it on your heart today. He's already put something on your heart today that you know that, like, you need that in your life. You desire that. There's something different. God's put that. I just can't shake it. For, for some of you, I, I, it might seem way like there's no way that God can do that. Well, I think it sounds pretty crazy for God to instantly create hundreds and hundreds of fish, adult fish, in water that weren't there to swim into a net that they didn't want to swim into. I've fished before. Fish are elusive. Have you ever seen a fishing section at a sporting goods place? It's huge. Why? Because people can't figure it out. If they would, there would be one lure. And that's all you got to buy. Tell me that's not a huge miracle. Tell me that's not a crazy miracle. You're like, but you don't get it. This job is elusive. It says that I have to have this, this, and this. Last I checked, when God promises something, when God says something, all we've got to do is we've got to be obedient and put out our nets. And by his word, a miracle will be created. What's your catch? What's your catch today? See, why, do, why, why am I saying what's your catch? I want you to visualize what it's going to be. I want you to see it happening. I want you to watch it happening. I want you to watch how it affects your family and your friends and the naysayers when they see God perform a miracle in your life. Would that rock somebody's world? Oh, yeah. I want you to think about the ripple effect that happens in your family. How would Wednesday look if the miracle took place? How would Thursday look if the miracle took place? How would next Sunday look if the miracle took place? Can I submit something to you today? That the miracle has already been created. Because the word of God has already spoken. So there's only one thing that we're waiting on. And that is a net to be thrown out for the catch. You can bow your heads, you can close your eyes for just a moment. If you're in the room today and you're like, man, that's a kind of catch I want in my life. I've been wanting something like that. In fact, I want a relationship with a God like that. Sometimes we just go through life thinking that God's upset with us, that he's mad at us, that he's holding things over us. Maybe when you heard us talk about Peter and how in an instant he was reunited with his Savior. That he didn't have to jump through a bunch of hoops, but it was just him responding. 
Maybe something went off in your heart and your spirit. That is the power of salvation. That's the power of the gospel. See, when we talk about getting saved or making Jesus your Savior, what we're saying is you're making him the number one thing in your life, that you're willing to let everything go for him, and that you're willing to jump out of the boat that you've always known and swim to shore, to the Savior that you've always wanted. That's what we're saying. So if you're in the room today, maybe you're on live stream today, and that's something that you want, you want to make that decision, I'm just going to ask you to lift up your hand and say, that's me today. I'm going to lead you in a prayer today. It's a simple prayer. And when it comes from your heart, that's where the real transformation begins. If anybody in the room today, just lift up your hand today. I know I can't see you on live stream, but God sees it. A response today. All right, I'm going to lead you in a prayer today. If you're in the room, just say this prayer to encourage the people around you. But remember, it's not the words so much as the heart behind the words that really make the transformation take effect. Say, say this. Say, dear Jesus, I need you. I've messed up. Forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge today that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for me, a death I deserved. And I thank you that he rose again, that his victory is now my victory. Because today, I make you the number one thing in my life. I turn away from my past and move towards you. If you agree with that, say amen today. Can we give it up for those people today? So what's your catch? What's your catch? For some of us, It's not a new net and cellophane. For some of us, it's a dusty old net that we knew how to use once. Okay? So let's get our nets out. Let's undock our boat. And let's get out there and make a difference. Amen? Amen. And as we make a difference, there's going to be a lot, a lot of cool testimonies next week. And we can't wait to hear them. We cannot wait to hear what God is going to do in your life this week. Can I pray over you? Lord, we just thank you so much for today. We thank you for your power, for your word, for your miracles taking place in this room today. We thank you, Lord, that people that came in here hurting are leaving better than what they came in. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that your power has been released, Lord. That as people walk out of here, their bodies are rejuvenated. They are revitalized, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your power in this room today. And we thank you for the promises that have been spoken over our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that this week, as we have faith to throw out our nets, we believe that the miracle is already there. And we thank you for that. If you agree with that, say amen this morning. Amen, amen. Hey, we love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Grab those envelopes. Give out some postcards today to invite people to Easter service. And have an excellent week. We'll be back here next Sunday, 10 a.m. Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. So for all of you that are going to have all those testimonies, you probably won't be able to wait till Sunday. So you should come share them Wednesday. All right? Yeah, all right? We love you. Have a great day. 
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.